Hello, I'm Joanne Farrell, and I can speak fluent Irish Gaelic. Tatu ufasak is Amadon who agus madra ida chalin. I've just insulted you, and you have absolutely no idea what I said. Learn Irish. It's great. This has been a public service announcement. Into Your Head, Episode 3, from Newsburp.com, online at www.newsburp.com. apologise for the quality of, of today's programme. I, I have to admit, I've done absolutely no preparation for it at all. Usually, as you know, I spent uh, many hours in pre-production preparing my script and deciding what I'm going to say. But today, um, I just went for a spin on my bicycle. Um, I, I bought a new fold-up bicycle uh, to, to help with my commute and it's absolutely fantastic. You just fold it up and, and the way you go with, with under your arm, there's, there's no need to cycle at all. You can, you can just carry it everywhere. And I, I find it absolutely Absolutely fantastic. I mean, it's, it's very inconvenient for me to, I feel, to have to cycle a bicycle everywhere. I, I'd rather just walk. So uh, I, I fold it up and put it in my bag and away I go. And, and there's no need to ever use my fold-up bicycle at all, ever. Um, I, I, I have a, a very long commute now. I've, I've just moved down into the Irish Midlands and I commute up to uh, Dublin, the capital. So uh, what I do every morning is put my fold-up bicycle in, in my bag and walk down to the train station, then get on the train, put my bike in the luggage rack and sit on the train until it arrives where I'm going. And then I, I walk a further 50 minutes through Dublin City to get to, get to work. And um, my bicycle's there sitting happily in my bag, all folded up and, and not aware of, of all the, the, the commuting that's going on. So there's, there's no wear on, or tear on it or anything. Um, I, I, I find that bicycles wear and tear very easily. I'm, I'm, I'm always tearing bits of them off um, when I'm in a bad mood. And, and uh, I, do, I do the same to, to cats and, and, and dogs. I tear bits of them off, like to their ears and stuff. And that's why I've never, I've never had a real one. I've thought, think, think it, was, it would have been a bad idea. So um, actually, mostly I've got teddy bears, and, and, and I tear the ears off them when, when I really have to. But they, they can be sewn back on, and, and it's fine. And nobody knows about it and uh, if anyone sees you doing it you, you just tell them it's it's um, it's none of their fucking business i mean pe- people shouldn't be watching you while, while you're doing that sort of thing I, I wouldn't watch someone while they're doing something very private out of which to get uh, a lot of personal um enjoyment and, and release and i expect the same courtesy from other people now have, having just come back from a 20 minute bicycle ride around my local town I've, I've just taken off my t-shirt because it's absolutely drenched in sweat and um, obviously I'm going to um, use use the perspiration and somehow I'll, I'll squeeze it into a glass or something and, and use it to clean dishes but I, I wanted to read to you uh, what, what's written on the front of the t-shirt um, in, in white print on a red background it says beer is the purest juice of mother nature high in essential vitamins and minerals and a gift from heaven now uh, I, I find this t-shirt very offensive um, saying that it's a saying that beer is a gift from heaven um that's that's implying that, that people in hell don't don't ever give gifts of, of course they do they, they celebrate christmas in hell the same as everywhere else um, they, they celebrate the the uh, the 
the birth of and the birthday of Santa Claus every year, and, and they look forward to to receiving presents from from people in in heaven, which never turn up because, of course, people in heaven are complete bastards who discriminate against everyone in hell and and, and automatically decide that, that they're evil and that they don't deserve presents. I think that's extremely bigoted. I think anyone in heaven who's who's doing that deserves to be punished and, and sent to, to to somewhere else, and perhaps hell. Now, um. Hell is is depicted in in literature and in South Park as as being a place with, with a lot of fire and and brimstone and uh, people going around with forks uh, looking for something to eat. Um, I don't think hell is like that at all. I think hell is is more like a sort of place where where you sit around watching television and uh, eating crisps and and enjoying yourself. And, and well, I, I call that enjoyment. I don't know about you. Um, maybe to you, hell is is where you don't have to go to work and you can just sit there and do nothing. Maybe Maybe you think that's hell. Maybe you think it's a bad thing to not have to do anything and, and to have, have uh, Satan uh, looking after all your nu- nutritional needs by shoving fire up your arse. Um, I think I'd quite enjoy that. I'm, I'm lazy and, and, and I want to be able to to just sit around having... I mean, I, I tolerate the pain. If, if I don't have to go to work, like, I can just relax and take it easy. And, and uh, you know, I don't know. But people, just, people are just never happy. Hello, I'm Joanne Farrell. Some of you may remember me from my role in early episodes of The Flintstones, in which I played an adorable little Stone Age puppy. Well, that wasn't me. Anyway, I'm here today to talk to you about clean floors. Clean floors are great. I like them. You should clean your floor, if you have a spare few minutes. If you don't, don't worry about it. I am an anarchist, I am an antichrist, I am an anarchist, I am the antichrist. I am an anarchist, I am the antichrist, I am an anarchist, I am the antichrist. I have to say, I've always found popular music very confusing. Um, not not twenty, well, maybe thirty years ago, uh, the, the Who were singing "I Hope I Die Before I Get Old," and then twenty years later, you have you have Robbie Williams over in England going, "I hope I'm I hope uh, I'm old before I die." Now, you you people have to just um, you know get get your act together and, and and have a little meeting there and, and figure out what this is all about. I mean, I I purposely when when I heard the Who song. In the seventies, so I, I purposely made sure that I, I fed myself well and looked after my health, and and made sure that that uh, I, I I grew old because I wanted to be a rebel, so I wanted to not not do what the Who told me to do because that's that's what my generation is like. I wanted to rebel, and for whatever I'm told by by popular culture, I do the opposite. But then twenty years later, Robbie Williams, the the uh, the young young pop singer in England, came along and said. Um, I hope I I hope I'm old before I die, and here I am now getting old, and uh, and I, f- I find that I, f- I haven't died, and therefore I've obeyed him. So so I'm no longer a rebel, and, and that's that's what happened to the punk movement. It it, it just ended like that because because they they, they just didn't, they didn't get their story straight, and we didn't know what we were doing, and, and here I am. I, I haven't even. 
I haven't even uh, contributed to the downfall of, of the Queen as, as the Sex Pistols ordered me to do in, in the 1980s or 70s, whenever it was, um, because, because I'm a rebel. Uh, they, they told me to kill the Queen, so I decided not to, um, besides which uh, I'm in Ireland and, and we're not part of the, the uh, British monarchy, and so it, it doesn't affect me in any way unless she comes over here for a visit, which, I, which she's been planning to do for many years, but she, she's never she never got round to it. I mean, the, the, the kettle's on if you ever come round Mrs and, and you know you're more than welcome although apparently not not by the IRA but that's that's, that's politics so I won't go into politics here here in this programme um, not least because I, I know absolutely nothing about it I, I don't know who who um the who the prime minister of Ireland Bertie Ahern is I don't know who he is I don't know who the British prime minister is uh, Tony Blair um I don't know who the US president is that's um What's his face? George Bush, the, the guy who's, who's named after a shrub. Um, I don't know what his first name is named after. I, I believe he did. They, they couldn't come up with a first name for for your president, um, so they, they they just called him George, the same as his father. And that, that's very environmentally friendly of him to, to reuse the same name. It, it means that um, anywhere where his, his father's any document which has his father's first name for the donut uh, won't have to be reprinted for his son because he, it's the same name. There's no need to, and he can, they can obviously recycle their signature. So so um, if if he ever needs to sign a letter that's that's very similar to his father's, he can just get his father's letter and and uh, just uh, write over the signature, which his signature will be exactly the same as his father's, except a W stuck in the middle. And the W will obviously be a, be a, a little squashed in, but, but that's, 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 a, 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 that's a font in itself, uh, squashed writing, where, where it's really na- excuse me, narrow. Now, I said excuse me there because because I belched, and, and I've no idea whether you decided to excuse me or, or to refuse an excusal to me because because this obviously is a, is a one way thing. I can't wait for the for the day when they have two way podcasts where where you can you can talk back to me um, because I frankly I, I just I just can't be bothered with this one way crap. Um, now now obviously if we're going to have a two way podcast, uh, this program is pre recorded, so so if you're going to uh, reply to me, the system is going to have to involve time travel. So you you will have to travel travel back to, to the time when I'm recording this and then and put in your little audio response and then tell me, yeah, you're excused or no, you're not excused. How dare you belch into into my into my headphones while I'm sitting on the on the train listening to your stupid little fucking podcast. And uh, I always say to that, I would say, don't use that language with me, you little shit. I was, I was, uh, I was recording podcasts while you were you were still in nappies, and frankly, you're you're a little too old for that sort of thing. Anyway, you shouldn't be shitting yourself. You should be able to wear trousers by now. And you'll probably reply back. Well, I'm I'm only three months old. You know, you know, give me a break. I mean, I, I know young people are are advanced nowadays, but you know, give give us a, a few more months until I'm at least off off the off my mother's breast, so I don't don't have to drink milk from them and stuff, and then and then I can start drinking. Um, coke and, and, and eating uh, chocolate covered cereals and stuff and then, and then, I, then I'll be a man now as some of you may, of you may know I recently moved house and, and my house has brought me a lot closer to sea level than, than I used to live uh, which, which is ironic really because, because I'm actually further away from the sea um, a number of years ago I, I lived on a place called Bray Head, which is a mountain beside the sea, and it used to be really high up, and, and the sea used to be really low down, and, and, and really it made no 
no sense. We, we were telling everyone that we were living beside the sea, but if it wasn't beside at all, you had to climb down the side of a cliff to get to it, which is about uh, four miles or so, or, or maybe slightly less. I'm not very good at estimating distances like that, but it wasn't beside the sea at all. There was nothing beside the sea except a big lump of stupid rock and, and, and pe- people selling it and writing Bray Head on the rock and selling it to, to tourists who like eating that sort of thing. And, and as far as I'm concerned, um, this this whole living by the sea thing is a, is a lot of complete crap. Um, I, I, I refuse to live in, in the sea for the near, anywhere near the sea from now on. I'm, I'm living now in the Irish Midlands. I'm living in a place that's got a river and a canal flowing through it and, and that's enough for any, any man as far as I'm concerned. And if 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 the fiance doesn't like it, I mean, she can just um, well, she can just tell me she wants to move and, and move, I suppose. But uh, you know, the, the, you can't you can't be spending your whole life following water around all over the place. So unless you're 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 earning your living as a water diviner and, and you have a stick and you know what to do with it. That's, uh, but if I've, what what these water diviners? They could they go around pointing the stick at things. What are they actually going to do if they ever find water? Are they going to stick the water in? They stick stick the stick into the water and just see how long it takes it to rot and to contaminate the water so it can't be used for drinking water ever and, and the, it causes another famine in, in Africa or, or wherever they're doing their damn water divining and as far as I'm concerned I mean the, the vine the vine comes from, from um, the worship of God or, or of other uh, beautiful creatures that's, that's what divine means and, and a stick is, is, isn't beautiful I mean it may have been on a tree once that, that is technically beautiful if you're if, if, if you're into that sort of thing there, there is there is a, a um, an assumption in the world today that anything that's natural and that grows in the ground is is automatically beautiful I mean you, you plant a, a big stick with, with some green stuff coming out of it and you're supposed to think oh that's great that's one of God's creations that's that's part of Mother Earth um, people don't realise that, that all sorts of animals cock their legs up against these trees and they're, they're really they're, they're disgusting there was an experiment a few years ago that, that, that tested a bowl of mints that had been left out on a bar counter and found that there were 16 samples of 16 different types of urine from different people in the mints. Now, if, if you put, put that mince on, on the side of a tree and, and try to analyse how many different animals had pissed against it, I think you'd get a lot more than 16, to, to be frank. Although why people put mints on a bar counter I really don't understand. It's, it's really bad hygiene. Mints need, needs to be kept in the bottom shelf of a fridge so that nothing can drip down into it and contaminate the meat and it needs to be kept there until such time it is cooked. Alternatively you can you can freeze it and keep it for for a few weeks and, and then unfreeze it just before you want to cook it. But not, not on a frigging bar counter. That's that's no place for mints. I mean Jesus Christ. Hello, I'm Joanne Farrell and I'm here today to talk to you about road safety. Roads are dangerous. You should avoid them if at all possible. If you must use roads, try to be careful. This has been a public service announcement. Fucking guitar needs oiling. Now, many of you may not be aware that a few years ago, 
um, I was a younger man than I was today. I was, I was in fact, 22. And then the, the year before that, I, I was I was bordering being 22. So, so obviously, I was very much looking forward to it. Um, I, I was always obsessed with mathematics as, as a teenager and in my early 20s. So, so um, I, I figured that 22 is, is twice... 11 and 11 is, is, is obviously made of two digits one and one and because of its use of, of the two digits it's it's thereby you're, you're technically you're, you're, where, where I come from you're not allowed to use the same digit twice because that's considered cheating it's like it's like if you try to cash the same check twice so obviously I, I felt if, if I was 11 and that's one and one you can only use one of the ones so obviously I, I was only one year old and I was, I was consider myself very advanced for a one-year-old, I'd been in school for for six or seven years. I could I could speak basic Irish, Connas Tatu, Tommy Gomah, um on the Kadagum Dogadi on Leher, Smashida Holly, and I'd mastered all sorts of of basic things that the the average. Uh, ten-year-old could manage, but not the average one-year-old. So I was obviously very proud of myself. So um, I, I I put in some applications to to some local universities, uh, uh, applying to do, to do degrees and all sorts of things. I wanted to do a degree in um, uh, in uh, ma- mathematicians. I wanted to study mathematicians. I, I didn't want to learn anything about maths. I couldn't be, I couldn't be bothered with all of that crap. I, enough. I wanted to study the lives of the great mathematicians and find out what, what they did in their spare time when they weren't studying maths. I wanted to see what kind of what television programs they watched, um, where, where they went for walks in the country, um, how many times a week they got it, um, whether, whether they drank much and um, how many times they, they moved houses during their life. Um, I've moved house several times during my life. Um, I've always found it enormously difficult. Um, so, so recently, I've just moved from house to house and not bothered bringing the house with me at all. But, but I, 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 I digress from from the point I was talking about. Um, I, I, I wanted to study mathematicians and I wanted to uh, to, to get a, get a degree in it. I felt that the, the university should be allow me to study a BA in mathematicianship and just. Just so I could become the world's most prominent expert on mathematicians, and I, I, I felt that in, in years to come, people would study me, and they, they would become uh, experts in mathematician experts. Uh, seeing as how I was the first mathematician expert, obviously they would all start by, by studying me, and of course they would be very impressed by, by my my logic and my my sense of, of interest in the world around me in, in everything except maths. Another thing I've always been very interested in is humming. And now, obviously, there's restrictions on podcasting. You can't just perform any any old song because there there are copyright restrictions. And if I perform a well-known song, I could get in trouble for breaching copyright and have to pay all sorts of fees to to, to various assorted people in the music industry. So I I can only hum stuff that I've made up myself. So so here's one I made up. It's called Pride in the Name of Love. Now the more observant.
movement among you will have noticed that, that during that sequence I deviated um, momentarily from, from humming and went into more of a groaning thing like, like this. Uh, um, it, it's called improvisation and, and I, I think really anyone who has any talent uh, must demonstrate the ability to improvise. Otherwise you're just bullshitting and you're just making up stuff as you go along. You, you have to improvise. Now, as I, as I speak to you, um, I have a can of Bulmer's Light on the table beside me. Well, it's, it's half a can of Bulmer's Light, but it was a full can, and I've poured some in, into my person. I, I always like to have my person with me when, when I'm doing stuff, and I like to, to feed it and, and keep it happy, and, 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 you know, just, you know. And I, I noticed that, um, I've noticed that I'm running out of things to speak about, so, so first, yeah, I'm just going to pick things up and discuss them. I mean, right here, I, I see this little black box here, and it's a thing that you plug into a USB port on the laptop, and, and you point the remote control at it, and it, uh, it turns your laptop into a television, which is, is very inconvenient because the keyboard disappears, and, and all your hard drive is gone, and, and, and you've just got a little crappy 99 euro television and, and your computer is gone which is crap but of course you can just switch the television off and it turns back into a laptop which is which is absolutely fine so really uh, I shouldn't be worrying about it and I wasn't really I, I don't worry about things I, I just you know I just I just bring them up just as, as a matter of conversation I mean it wasn't it wasn't it's not like I was bitching about it I was, it was just I was just you know mentioning it so you know, chillax. And I also see on my table my, my iPod. Now, there's, there's um, obviously there's thousands of you out there listening to this on, on your iPods. And um, it's really foolish of you. You, you, you should have read the copyright instructions first. Um, I'm, going, I'm going to sue every single one of you bastards for downloading my my uh, material, which, which I, I didn't I expressly made clear that you're, you're not allowed to do it and that if, if you hear it, you, you must, you must um, self-destruct within 10 minutes, otherwise you, you get a, a legal notice in, in, your, in your letterbox. Um, now, uh, it, you, you probably, you'll probably decide it's junk mail and just throw it out, and that's, that's perfectly within your rights. You can go and sue me for leaving junk mail in your letterbox and, and see how far it gets you. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, if it's it's not junk mail unless it's, it's it smells and, and it's got shite coming out of it or, or this the smell of stale beer on it or snot or piss or, or some sort of un, un, unpleasant substance on it. Um, ink and paper is not an unpleasant substance on its own unless it's some sort of toilet printed toilet paper that, that's already being used. And I hope you're not suggesting that I would put uh, used toilet paper through your letterbox, not least because it, it's too damn far away. I mean, most of you are probably in um, in America. I'm in Ireland. That's that's um, even the east coast of America is, is three thousand miles away from where I am now, and I'm not beside the sea. So it's not it's not like I can just hop into in a canoe and come over to you. I'd have to. Well, first I'd have to get a bus to the airport, and there isn't any direct bus to the airport from this town first, so I'd have to go to Dublin City, which is uh, two hours away, then I'd have to get another bus up, up to the airport, so that, that's another half an hour, then I'd have to wait for a damn aeroplane, and then I'd get on the aeroplane and they'd tell me you haven't got a ticket, you, you, you lift out the bit where you buy a ticket and where you check in and stuff, and you're also under arrest for, for attempting to board an aeroplane without having checked in and gone through to the, the correct security channels, so I'm not 
going to go through all that bullshit just to put some junk mail in, in, into your letterbox. I mean, for all I know, you mightn't even have a letterbox. You might be one of those freaks who, who seals up their doors in case kids come around at Halloween and put fireworks into it and, and, and blow the place up. Um, which, of course, is very wise of you to protect against things like that. I remember many years ago, we, we got a, a burning piece of paper put through our letterbox and we managed to, to stop it before it got too far. And, and we managed to save the piece of paper and give it back to the, the child's parents who, who were very grateful because it was a very important piece of paper. It, it was, it was um, well, it looked to me like junk mail, but it was, apparently it was very important. It was a legal document of some sort. Um, they, they were apparently being sued by, by some guy on a website whose who's, uh, program they had listened to. I'm the fire star, her. Twisted fire star, her. I'm the fire star, her. Twisted fire star, her. Now, as I'm recording this, it's approximately uh, 26 minutes to 4 on a Saturday afternoon in uh, mid-April of 2007, and I've recorded, uh, I believe, approximately 22 minutes of, of show number 3, and uh, I have, I've written some crap for Joanne to, to, to record, which will fill up another 2 minutes. So I think that leaves about uh, 6 minutes to fill, or maybe, maybe 9, I'm not sure. Now, um, Irish radio stations are required uh, to, to fill a certain percentage of their output with uh, news and current affairs coverage and technically this isn't an Irish radio station but I'm, I'm happy, happy to abide with the spirit of, of, of that rule and, and in, in, in that light um, I, I obviously need to, to fill the rest of this time with something uh, some more substantial than, than my usual uh, material so here goes as far as I'm concerned the, the uh, political situation in Outer Mongolia need, needs to be dealt with swiftly and urgently um, it, it, the, you, you can't have people importing cats in, into the country and then selling them a, 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 a profit of, of, of 8% on, on each cat when, when they're employing uh, underage children to, to pack the cats into little bottles and, and sell them off and, and pass them off as ships and bottles when everyone knows they're not ships. Well, well they will know after a couple of weeks when, when they start to smell and then, then they'll notice it's just a dead cat. Now, whether, whether the fact that they're still alive when they sell them is, is needed neither here nor there, they still die after being put in a bottle. If you were a cat and you were stuffed into a bottle, you, you'd die soon enough, I can tell you that. Unless it just happened that your nose was, was near the opening of the bottle and it wasn't obstructed by any other part of your body, but you'd still be bloody uncomfortable, I can tell you that. And as, as, as far as I'm concerned, this kind of thing needs to be stopped. And the, the, the European Union are completely useless. As for the UN, they're too busy chasing after Saddam Hussein and... and Boris, what's his name, whoever he is, Boris Karloff, the, the guy who used to used to run Bosnia or whatever it is, the guy who died a few weeks ago, I don't know, whoever he is, and, and various other people who, who I suppose need to be caught and stopped if, if they're doing something bad. But the, the cat bottle thing, situation needs to be dealt with too. And as far as I'm concerned, you, you can't just, you know, these things have to be sorted out. And that, that little pause there was, was while I stopped it to sip from my kind of Bulmer's lie. Bulmer's is, is a type of cider. It's, it's known in Ireland as Bulmer's. It's known in some other countries as Magner's. And Bulmer's lie is basically Bulmer's cider for pussies. And um, 
it's got um, it's it's still got alcohol in it, but it's got you know it's got less fat or something. Apparently, apparently fat in beer is a problem now. Yeah, you have to yeah when you get a kind of a, a point of Guinness, you have to skim off the fat and get get the butcher to do it before you take your home. Yeah, you have to ask for a lean point of Guinness because other, otherwise you're apparently you're, you're one of the, the fat bastards who goes around stuffing themselves and and you're contributing 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 to the to the health situation in, in the world and, and apparently that's, that's what that's what apparently that's, that's what school the problem is with school children all over America they're they're getting too much Guinness in, in their school lunches and, and they're getting fatter and fatter and fatter and fatter and fatter. Well that's that's all fine with me. I'm going on a diet tomorrow and, and I will um, therefore, I feel absolutely no guilt here. And on my last birthday, I'll have you know, I, I had a um, a fat-free muffin with candles in it, and it was absolutely fucking lovely. Um, admittedly, I had diarrhea two hours later because I had a, a, a rich dinner on top of it. But that's that's hardly the fault of of the muffin maker. It was, it was absolutely gorgeous muffin. Um, yesterday was my fiance's birthday, and I bought a big fucking creamy cake. And I make no apology for that. that that's what the cake should be frankly yeah you have to have a cake or otherwise you're, you're just not going to get older and you, you just stay where you are and you, you'll never progress you'll, you'll just end up staying the same age as you are for forever and ever and ever and then you just get stuck in the school system or, or in the work system or, or wherever you happen to be at the, at the time when you stop aging if it, you, you'll be mighty pissed off now if you're a year from your retirement age and, and you get stuck there and, and you just end up, up stuck in that year where you're waiting for your retirement to come up and it never does and, and you just have to keep working and working and working and working and you, and you know there's a big your employer has a big dollop of money in their account waiting to pay out for your pension but you're never damn well going to get it and it's not it's not because you died before you retired or anything it's just that you're stuck at this age like in groundhog day like in groundhog day it's just like in Groundhog Day, and your employer knows knows he has this money stuck in their account, waiting to to pay out for your pension. But you, you can't get it because the year just goes over and over again, like in Groundhog Day, Groundhog Day, Groundhog Day, Groundhog Day, Groundhog Day. Another few seconds to fill. Groundhog Day, Groundhog Day, Groundhog Day, and we're done. That was Into Your Head, number three from newsburp.com, featuring Neil O'Carroll and me, Joanne Farrell, and online at www.newsburp.com. Don't forget to swing by and sign the guest book.